0: Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My text is taken from John chapter 14, and my read is from verse 1 to 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come and take you to be with me, that you also may be there where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He was um, saying these things to his disciples on the day of the Passover festival also. It was the day when the devil had already put the thoughts of betraying Jesus in the head of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. However, Jesus knew that God had given power, given complete power to him and that he had come from God. So Jesus continued his admonishments by stating that one of you is going to betray me and they were puzzled. The disciples were puzzled by the statement and they began to ask Jesus, who is it? The statement puts them into pandemonium as they did not realize the impact of betrayal and what it entails that he will be betrayed, crucified and killed by Roman soldiers. So they began to ask Jesus again, who is it? Jesus said, it is the one that dips his bread in the tray with me. He is the one. But even though Jesus says these things to the disciples, the disciples, um, they still did not understand because they thought the reference was made to Judas as he carries the money bag. So Jesus arises from the table, tie a towel around his waist and began to wash his disciples' feet. He explained the reasons for doing what he did. And uh, he explained his, betray- his betrayal, his um, crucifixion, and how it would be conducted. And he encouraged the disciples that they must not worry. And um, he encouraged disciples that they must continue washing um the disciples' feet in the same way as he did to them when he is gone. So, why did I give you this, children of God? I give you this so you can appreciate the application Jesus made to his disciples and the statements that he made and the encouragement and comfort. He was using to admonish them in John 14 1 to, do, to 2 he said do not let your heart be troubled and um, there were two sisters that ministered to Jesus but one was always troubled she was always cumbered and troubled um and and and, and had issues with her sister so um I'm using this to support my little talk today. Um, So I'm going to pick the story up in Luke 10. And um, it's the story of Mary and Martha. So Luke 10, and I'm going to read from verse 38 to 42. So as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha You're worried and you're upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. I like that. Mary has chosen what it is better and it is and it will not be taken away from her. So 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 Jesus, going back to what Jesus said to the disciples, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. And so my little nugget today, request today, as I'm led by the Holy Spirit to come to you, children of God. How is your heart today? How is your heart today? Is your heart um troubled and weighed down like Martha? or you're concerned like martha that oh you're you're alone in the kitchen you 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 you're taking care of the children on your own you're doing all the domestics on your own you you, you um you're running all the errands on your own and um and, and it's and it's really affecting you and so um Martha was bothered about this the domestics domestic preparation that was causing friction between her and her sister uh and um I'm not saying that um what Martha was doing is was important of course it was important um she was making- pre- preparations food preparation, taking care of the house. She was it was important and I think I believe Jesus knew that as well. But it's a matter of choice. It's choice. And um and um are you saying, Pastor Sandra, I shouldn't take care of the kids? I'm a single parent and I'm taking care of the children, I have to be doing the 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 um the house, I'm working at the same time. Um I'm doing the school run. I'm doing everything at the same time. Are you saying that um, that's not a good choice? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. You should do that and continue to do that. Um, But I'm going to answer your question that the choice is, the matter is that um, we need, God, we need Jesus. We need Jesus to go and to order our steps. And so to 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 um make the load a bit easier. And you and I'll show you this as I go down in this little teaching I'm sharing with you. So I'm going back to say Mary was bothered about domestic preparations that was causing friction between her and her sister. But Jesus called Mary's choice the better part. Better part means choice that will yield her rest. And that's what I was trying to say. Choice that will yield her rest. Hope, self-assurance, self-confidence, peace, joy, unhappiness. So what is the state of your heart, children of God? Is your heart anxious and nervous? He said, let not your heart be troubled. What is the state of your heart? Is it anxious and nervous? Is your heart all over the place? Eager, bothered, worried, fretting, fussing, concerned? If your answer is sounds like me, that sounds like me, then I have good news for you. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, and this is where I'm coming from. If you, if you are on your own, being a one-man band, doing everything, this is my answer for you in Matthew chapter 11. He's, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If you need rest, um, Jesus is the best place to go. Children of God, Jesus is saying, just come, just come to me, give your problems to me and let me take them off you. All you who are weary and burdened doing the school run, alone, taking care of the children, alone, working. Jesus is saying, give them to me. Sick and tired of life. Give them to Jesus. He's saying, come. Come unto me. Sick and tired of problems. Going around in circles. No hope, no dream. Feeling like you're a deadbeat. Nothing to look forward to. Jesus said, give them to me. All you can see and hear is hurt and poverty and and, and all you can hear is war and lack and deficiencies and scarcity and shortage and sickness and disease and virus and problems and problems and problems. Jesus said, come and let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, he said, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is Jesus, Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking, he said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle. And I'm humble in heart. And you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Amen. So going back to the teaching in verse 2. Jesus speaking said, my father's house has many mansions. Yes, many mansions. Some version of the Bible said many rooms and jesus has the provision to cater for all our needs physical needs spiritual mental emotional psychological biological many rooms mean jesus is there to cater for all our needs amen he's there he is the caterer caterer is there to take care of all your needs, and his name is Jesus. Jesus said, if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Jesus was at liberty to take the declaration because he knows his father's house. And he said, my father's house has many rooms or many mansions. Think about the things that can be found in a mansion or place in a mansion. Jesus said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm coming from. So before his ascension to his father, Jesus prayed in John 17, and I like what he said in verse 24 and 25. He said, Father, I want those you have given me myself may be in them do you want jesus to be your lord and savior children of god do you want jesus to be your Lord, lord and savior if you do i'm gonna close now if you want jesus to be your lord and savior this is what you do it's just easy it's in Romans ten. I'm going to read from verse eight. But what does it say? You have heard the word. The word is near you. It is in your mouth and your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. And this is what you do, children of God. If you want Jesus, if you you have to declare with your mouth. Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And if you do those two things, confess, declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart by faith that God raised him from the dead. The Bible said you will be saved. Verse 10 says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are safe. As the scripture said, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. And I can assure you, child of God, you will never, ever be put to shame. I can vouch that and I am not reading from a book. My experience, as I've always said before, I never read out of a book. I'm talking about experience that happens to me. My relationship with Jesus, my encounter with Jesus was not given to me from a book, it is real. It is real, it is real. The day I met him, it is real. I was a Christian all my life and didn't know Didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I didn't know who he was. Yet I was a Christian. So it's possible that you might be a Christian. But you haven't got a relationship with Jesus. A one-to-one where you you know him. Where he comes to you. And you know him. Yes, that's what I have now with Jesus. A one-to-one relationship. Prior to that, I didn't have him. I thought I did, but I didn't. So when the real him came, I did not recognize him. And when he came, he came out of a very, 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 very bad experience where I thought I was going to lose my life. Not thought, I was going to lose my life and he came and he saved me. My spirit left my body. And he came and he saved me. And, he, and and my spirit came back. He gave me back my spirit to go back and preach the gospel. And teach. And to tell that Jesus saves. And he keeps. And he satisfies. And so that is what I'm doing. I didn't read it out of a book. I am telling you. And that's why he said I should say Pastor Sandra tells it like it is so i'm telling you like it is he is real with me he is real jesus is real he saves and he keeps and he satisfied and he's the best thing ever he's the best thing ever that one could have so i'm saying that to say um it is with your heart that you believe and are justified it is with your mouth That you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never, I'm telling you, child of God, you will never ever be put to shame. So I'm encouraging you, just come as you are. Doesn't matter what people are going to say about you and who you are, doesn't matter. Come how you are. Come out how you are. The relationship is between you and Jesus now. No one else is between you and Jesus. Amen. And you will never, ever be disappointed. So he never promised that this Christianity, this relationship is going to be a bed of roses. No, there is nowhere in the Bible that says it is going to be a bed of roses. No. But one thing I can promise you, child of God, you're a winner. And one thing I can promise you is just like how how, um, Apostle Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 4. He said, although you might be hard-pressed on every side, but it cannot crush you. You will never ever be crushed. You might be perplexed, but you will never ever be in despair. Persecuted, but you will never ever be abandoned. Struck down. But you will never, ever be destroyed. Why? We always carry around in our body the death of the Lord Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Praise the living Jesus. So, I'm saying that to say that you will all... It's it's a victorious life that you live. And although you go through the fire... It cannot scorch you, and you will never ever feel scorched, amen. Although you go, you you go through the water, it will never ever drown you, it, because Jesus is with you, amen. He's carrying you, he's taking you through, amen. He's giving you the strength and the capacity, amen, to go through, amen. He's fortifying you with the power and the dominion and authority over every challenge that you face in the mighty name of Jesus. So I am going to close off there and um, make Jesus your personal savior and your Lord, you will never regret it. Children of God, and God bless you. Pastor Sandra checking out now. Until next time, remember to pass on and to share this message with your friends, with your family. Because the Bible said faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. The Bible said we overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So passing on, it might be a blessing to somebody else. It might help somebody else. And so... Ours is to pass it on. God bless you and have a good week.